Well, one Christmas, a minister asked some children a question. What difference would it make if Jesus had not been born? Well, most of the answers were very predictable. No Christmas tree, no presents, no nativity play, and so on. But after the service, a 10-year-old boy sidled up to the minister and said, if Jesus had not been born, you'd be out of a job. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm in a job because of the events that we're remembering today, because of the Bethlehem baby. And it's not just me and other clergy types. This birth has made a difference over the generations, affecting millions of ordinary men and women all over the world. For it led to the life, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus. The theologian Professor Charlie Mole said the size of the crater usually indicates the force of the explosion. And it all began with the characters in our nativity readings. As God's salvation plan unfolds, Mary, an obedient young girl, was the first to have her life turned upside down. From the angel's shocking news, she had to come to terms with this conception by the Holy Spirit. And the responsibility, too, of bringing up the Son of God into the world. And the Virgin Mary tells Elizabeth and Zechariah that she's pregnant. And then the bombshell is dropped for Joseph, the fourth person directly affected at that time. And gradually, the ripples of God with us make a difference. The role of Mary in a nativity play is a big part. I've never played it myself. But it's a really significant role. And Luke's gospel tells us a lot about her. St. Matthew reveals the most about Joseph. Elsewhere, he's only mentioned a few times in the Bible, and he's not mentioned at all in Mark or Acts. There are some stories in the Apocrypha, but they're a bit unreliable. Joseph, therefore, has no lines in the nativity story. If you're cast to play him, it's a supporting role. There's a lot of standing by. So Joseph quietly plays his part in the background. Yet an archetypical good man, powerfully used by God, an earthly stand-in for our Heavenly Father, supporting Mary, enabling our Savior, the Savior of the world, to take center stage. And St. Matthew tells us how the birth of Jesus came about. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Jesus wasn't Joseph's baby. His world was turned upside down. He must have doubted Mary. He must have thought the worst. But Matthew continues, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and didn't want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. How he must have loved Mary to stand by her. And we see something of the nature of God in Joseph because he takes her suspected shame and blame upon himself. People would have thought that he took advantage of her and prior to their marriage, a big thing in those days. Imagine the sniggers behind his back. And it's only after he faithfully pledged to stand by her that an angel 
encourages him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. How this uncertain world needs saving. What a global mess we are in. Selfishness, godlessness, injustice, terror, war. This fragile planet desperately needs love, hope, peace, new beginnings. Thankfully, Joseph stands by Mary through her pregnancy. And when an imperial census is called, he journeys with her to Bethlehem, supporting her when there's no room, leading her to Egypt safely away from persecution. Faithfulness, faithfulness plays its part despite doubt, enabling salvation to be born. In the 1980s, Michael Card wrote Joseph's song, and he ponders the question, how could it be? Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be the father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? Yet despite the mystery of it all, obedient Joseph stands by. And Joseph devoutly observed Jewish traditions. He ensured that Mary and Jesus were nurtured spiritually. And God entrusts his son to be raised by human hands. A minister was teaching Christianity to nursery school children. And what happened on Christmas Day, he said brightly. And a little boy replied, Daddy was sick on the stairs. <laughs> like it or not, parents make an impression on their kids. Think of Joseph's influence on our Lord's life. Even though it's thought that Joseph died before Jesus' ministry began, Jesus went on to tell parables about fathers. The most famous tells of a loving dad waiting and longing for his wayward son to return home. Matthew 13, people in Nazareth amazed at Jesus' teaching. Where did this man get this wisdom? And these miraculous powers, they asked, isn't he the carpenter's son? Where then did he get all these things? Joseph would have played his part. Joseph the carpenter, who also passed on other skills for his adopted son too. How ironic that Jesus went on to be nailed to a wooden cross, dying to reconcile us to God with the promise of eternal life. You see, for me, Joseph is the patron saint of faithfulness and standing by. He doesn't get in the way. He enables our Lord to come and to stand by us, stepping into our shoes, as it were, graciously bringing forgiveness, healing, and a new beginning. If we put our trust in him, if we receive Jesus into our hearts, will you do that this Christmas? Joseph stood by Mary. Jesus stands by us. And I have two questions. Will you embrace our Savior 
and stand by him. Our secular society prefers to keep him at arm's length. I call you today to stand by Jesus. And secondly, will we in Christ's name stand by others this Christmas? My dad stood by me over the years, just like my mum was. He was a great influence or is a great influence on my life. Sadly, dad has Parkinson's disease now. He needs full-time care. Recently, he was in hospital, and our roles have been reversed. My brother and I are now standing by him as best we can. But I was shocked when I was on one ward, for the person who brought food to the patients came in and plonked it down on trays, but out of his reach. It was there. Everything he needed was there, but he couldn't get to it. It was the same with the medication. They came in and they put it on the tray, but he couldn't reach it. And other patients on the ward in the same sort of state who were sick couldn't grasp what they needed, and it was all there. It took me to go and get the tray and stand by people and give them what they needed. Just as the poor in this abundant world need generous people standing by them, just as persecuted Christians and persecuted of other faith in the world need people of solidarity standing by them, just as vulnerable children need people standing by them who will protect them and nurture them and sometimes even foster them, consider the potential of your influence for good or ill in the world. In Christ, God graciously gives us all that we need. As Jesus comes and stands by us, we must receive him. And then he calls us to go in his name to stand by others so that they can too receive what's there for them. We stand by them with the gospel's good news. We stand by them with love, care, and forgiveness. We stand by them in prayer. We stand by them sharing God's providence. Let no one ever tell you that you are unimportant or insignificant. You are never a person on the sidelines or in other people's shadows. Because God loves you and he gave his son for you. He will stand by you and he wants you to stand by others in his name. And he will help you. For the humble of heart can do great things with him with great love. They can make a difference this Christmas time and always. And so today, I wish you a happy Christmas. But I pray, let us go out, stand by Christ, and stand alongside others for him. Amen.